In today's episode, I'm going to be talking about the three common mistakes that people make when they are getting started with outsourcing and systemizing their work. These are the three biggest mistakes that I believe I made in the early days, and it cost me dearly, both in terms of wasted time, wasted opportunity because of that wasted time, and also just wasted money as a, a whole. So let's kick off and get started. So the question is this, how do entrepreneurs like us who don't have an endless supply of cash, how do we leverage the best apps, virtual assistants, automation tools and systems to scale our businesses, increase our profits and have more time to do what we love to do each day? That is the question and this podcast will give you the answer. My name is Dr. Steve Day and this is Systemize Your Success. Okay, so the, one of the biggest mistakes I made when I was starting out in the world of um, outsourcing was to actually think that it was quicker and easier to do stuff myself. So this is one of those things as a business owner, you have to get over. You have to understand that the, the, your time is so valuable. You are your, your business's best employee. And every minute you waste doing the wrong things is time you could have spent doing the right things that are going to make your business a flying success. And just to put this into context, and this is something I talk about a lot, and I repeat myself on this one point time and time again, because it is so powerful and so important to get. And that is that every 10 minutes of time you waste each day is equal to 50 minutes a week. And when you add that up, over the course of a year, that's 240 minutes a year, which equals about 40 hours of wasted time every single year. And that's about a week of your working life. And that's for every 10 minutes you waste each day. So next time you think, oh, it'll just take me 10 minutes, actually think, oh, that's just going to waste another week of my life. And it changes your mindset about this. But if we up the ante a bit and we say that if you actually waste an hour doing stuff that you actually could easily get someone else to do. That one hour a day, when you add that up over the course of a week, it's five hours, the course of a year, 240 hours, it's a working year we're talking about here. And that's equivalent to about six weeks, six working weeks of your life for every hour you spend doing stuff you shouldn't do. So if you had an extra six weeks of your life to focus on your highest income generating work, on the stuff that you are the best at in your business, the stuff that makes your business you know, more successful and more profitable. If you had six weeks just to focus on that, then would you, would you be able to make your business a bigger success? And I believe that, m that you should be able to. Most people would. It's the opportunity cost of doing that low value work that you've got to get that mindset shift about. And I, and I talk about it in this way, that if you can pay someone less to do a low value task than you can earn to do a high value task, then you'd be crazy not to do it. Rather than thinking that this is going to cost me X amount to you know, get this work done, think about if I had half an hour right now, could I make more money than that? And that is the mindset shift that helped for me to understand that it is the opportunity cost that's the biggest cost, not the actual uh, paying someone cost, if you like. And actually, if you think about it, if you look at it from this context, that paying someone to do your lower value entry level work will actually make you money because you'll have more time to do stuff which will actually make you more profitable. So that's mistake number one, just believing it's quicker and easier and cheaper to do stuff yourself. Now, mistake number two, which sort of leads on from that, is actually paying too much to get stuff done. 
And right in the beginning, when I was starting out with my journey into outsourcing, I had my first assistant and she was from uh, Northern Ireland and she was brilliant. She came along, she helped me out with stuff. She actually encouraged me to de delegate my email inbox for the first time. And I had all those same reservations many people have about that, but it really helped. It helped to take some pressure off. Um, but at the time, I really wasn't earning much money in my business. Um, I hadn't really made any profits. And so I was really limited with how much I could actually get her to do because she was actually a premium rate um, personal assistant. She came with a lot of experience, which helped a lot, but it meant I could only really offload a little bit of work. And in the first five months of working together, she only did 47 and a half hours work. That's equivalent to like less than 10 hours a month working for me. I mean, that was a help but it definitely didn't sort of wasn't the life changing, um, you know, taking my freedom, going on holiday for, for, for six weeks a year or anything like that. This was just a small drop in the ocean of the help I, I really needed. But it's always going to be that balancing act between, you know, are you going to, um, you know, hire, oh, sorry, how much money you've got coming in the business and then how much you can actually afford to pay. And typically in traditional sort of recruitment terms, then if you want to get somebody who's more efficient at doing work, who does a better quality of work throughout the gate and who does it quickly, you typically have to spend more money, you have to pay more for that level of expertise or that experience. So when they come into your company, they actually hit the ground running and, and be massively valued. But what if there's a way that you could actually increase the efficiency, increase the quality, increase the speed, but actually keep the costs the same or even reduce them. That's how you could actually very early on in your business life start actually having more time to do stuff like go on holiday or do more your highest value work or whatever it is you want to do because you've actually able to get stuff done at a low cost. And that ultimately means you can be more successful because you can get more done and serve more people. And so the, the sad thing is, though, about this is that most people never get to that point. They never actually get to the point of hiring staff. And 76% in the UK, or about three quarters of all businesses in the UK, don't actually hire any staff ever. And that leads on as a big factor, I should say, in the fact that about 90% of all businesses fail in the first 10 years. So the question is, how do you do it? How do you get people to work for you when you haven't got much money? How do you get your work done to a high standard? And the way you do this is really simple. You just lower the bar to entry. But you've got to do this in a way where you're not lowering the quality and the speed and the efficiency of the work that's being done. So we need to lower the level in so we don't need to hire in expensive professionals, but still maintain the quality of, and the speed of the work. And the way we do that is to create operation systems or operation manuals or um, SOPs or standard operating procedures, whatever word you want to use for that. And I talk about this extensively you know, in the podcast and on my uh, blog and in the Facebook group and on the YouTube channel. This is like absolutely, you know, bread and butter stuff. You've got to get this right. How you create systems. Now, we call them operating systems in, uh, in systems and outsourcing because we uh, we don't believe it's just a document. This needs to be a living, breathing part of your business that people use every day to maintain standards, to train them when they come in, to onboard them. This is how we do it. We do it with operation systems. And it's the operating systems that train your new staff coming in how to do the work that you want them to do and to maintain those standards going forward. And to be able to actually create these operating systems, that is what we call and we talk about um, in, again, all over the place, but our cre 
creating a system or your system for creating systems. You need a way to quickly to be able to get your existing team, if you've got a team, or yourself to create your operating systems that then allow other people to do the work at a similar standard without them needing previous experience. And that's how you lower the bar to entry and how you actually maintain or even improve standards of your existing team. So that's how we do it. And I'll give you a quick, quick example of someone, one of my clients who, who uses this methodology. And this is a guy called Georges. He's been interviewed on, on the podcast in the, in, in the past. And he had a... Uh, in-house office manager based in London. He's a London estate agent. And his office manager was leaving. And that's when actually when he approached me and said, look, Steve, I need some more help. Can you can you give me a lift here? And so we taught him and his team a process to capture everything she did. And then when that person left after, I think it was six weeks when the, the notice she had, he was able to replace her with someone based remotely in the Philippines. He, so he reduced the cost of that role massively. This person came in with very little previous experience in property, if any, and no previous experience in running a team based you know, in, in the UK, and was, but was able to completely hit the ground running. And actually, Georgia says he probably does it better than a predecessor because she actually now had documentations that she was following. It wasn't all in her head. It's actually been done the same way, a standardized way every single time. So it's absolutely game changing. And this is um, how we do it. So I'll just summarize this mistake. Number two is um, paying too much for staff, not having a way of quickly onboarding and training people up that doesn't involve you. That means you have to hire more experienced people to get work done to a high standard. If you start creating operating systems, it allows you to actually get entry-level people to do higher-level work, saving you loads of money means you can offload more work and have more freedom as a direct result. So mistake number three, again, this is one of the things I was the most guilty of, or one of the things I regret the most if I go back over the years of creating systems and and and, and doing everything we do now. And that is that we just overcomplicated the whole systems thing. Now, I'm a bit of a geek. I like technology. I like apps. I like automation. I like playing around with stuff. It's not where my actual, my uh, genius lies, so to speak. I love it, but actually it, it takes so much time to do that stuff. It's definitely not where I should be spending my time. But we did. We actually invested in loads of apps we didn't need. We went for the best software we could, we could, we couldn't afford, I should say, not that we could afford. We, we overpaid for stuff that was really, really hitting our bottom line because we wanted the best software, we wanted the best apps. We, we didn't scratch a surface, a surface, sorry, of using hardly any of them. Like we had HubSpot, which is a awesome tool if you're the right size business. But we had a handful of clients. We had a, you know less than a hundred grand revenue, and we were paying over ten grand a month just for, our, sorry, not a month, ten grand a year, ten thousand pounds a year just for our CRM. And then that's ludicrous. Ten percent of our entire, more than ten percent of our entire revenue was going on a CRM that we hardly even use. We didn't have a, a team to be able to to set it up and to use it effectively. It was just, you know, me and my business partner and it just wasn't, wasn't worth it. And there's so many examples of that, that we end up spending thousands of pounds each month on software that we didn't really need and didn't really use. So I got to a point though, and I just, I just basically decided to draw a line in the sand and cut our losses on all the stuff. We had chatbots set up. We had an in-house API programmer who we uh, who basically set up our APIs, which is like how 
different apps taught together. We had someone full time doing that for us, even though we were a tiny company. And we had, as I said, chatbots set up. We had um, uh, complicated Zapier stuff. We had um, our HubSpot. We actually had Infusionsoft at one point as well as HubSpot. It was just crazy. And um, we spent wasted, I should say, just over a thousand pounds or many more, uh, much more than a thousand pounds a month, every single month on apps and stuff we didn't really need. And obviously the team to support it. And we ended up, um, just scrapping the lot, going back to basics, figuring out what the key things we were we needed. We actually, as a result, were able to reduce the number of people we actually had in the business because uh, we didn't need uh, so many people to actually figure stuff out. And it was a scary time though. Like we'd invested like tens of thousands of pounds and thousands of hours into setting all this stuff up. But we decided, or I decided, I was going to focus on the basics. And that was how to get my work done to a high standard consistently without my involvement and without using any unnecessary apps. And literally overnight, we went from losing thousands each month in the business to actually having a profitable business. And the reasons for that was because, as I said before, we were able to offload staff. The automations and tools were meant to be there for us to actually um, to actually save time, to reduce the dependency on staff. That's what automation is all about. But what happened with us was because it was so complicated and such overkill for our business that our team was there literally just to support the apps and software that we had rather than actually it being something that uh, was meant to be complementing and increasing our productivity. It was doing quite the opposite. We cut down my staff, I think we were 14 at the time, uh, 13 or 14, I can't remember exactly, down to four um, but just because of this big move of simplification, of redu- getting rid of the noise, getting rid of the complicated the complicated app and expensive apps and focusing on that core. How do I get my work done to a high standard without my involvement and without using over complicated apps? So that's it. That's my number three. My biggest mistake is overcomplicating the whole system things, investing in software and technology that's beyond your needs and beyond your means. Uh, mistake number one was um, wasting too much time uh, doing work yourself or believing it's quicker and easier to do stuff yourself. Number two was wasting too much money on staff or hiring people you can't afford. And number three is wasting too much time on creating complicated systems when actually simplicity is all you need. Figure out how to get the affordable people to do your work to a high standard consistently. And that is what actually creating systems and outsourcing your work should be all about. So focus on that and forget the rest, forget the noise, forget the expensive people, forget the expensive apps and just get down to basics. And that is how you make the biggest leap forward in your business of any other thing you can do if you're just starting out. Or even if you're not just starting out, if you're still either doing stuff yourself or you've got a small team and you want to actually grow them, still have these, you know, these, these basic Uh, fundamentals in your back of your mind when you're doing this and it will serve you well. Please do leave us a review if you're listening to this on the podcast right now. Leave us a review if you're watching this on Facebook. Leave us a comment. Let us reach more people by letting them hear about what you thought about this episode, about what we've learned today. If you've taken away any nuggets, whack them in the review, rack them in 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 the comments box. I'd love to hear them and get your feedback on this. And yeah, please give us a few stars. Five is always great if you're on an app right now um, or um, yeah, any other means. And hopefully you've hit subscribe already. If not, do that right now. Thank you very much. See you soon.
Thank you so much for joining me and listening to this episode. I'm well aware there are hundreds of great business podcasts out there and you chose to listen to this one. And for that, I am truly grateful. Hopefully what you heard today took you one step closer to building a successful business so you can share your passion with the world and serve an ever-growing number of people. If you got value out of today's episode, then so will someone else you know. By sharing with others what has helped you along your way, you will grow your influence and be the guy or girl that everybody wants to know. So please hit the share button right now and also remember to subscribe to this podcast so you don't miss future episodes. It's impossible for me to cover absolutely everything in these podcasts. So please do head over to systemizeyoursuccess.com right now and download the show notes, transcriptions, and some of my best frameworks and systems for free. Thanks again for tuning in and being a part of this amazing community. Until next time, this is Dr. Steve Day, and you've been listening to Systemize Your Success. Oh,